Yo, what's up, guys? Laced up back with another episode. We are here with a Mike mic. Zemba. Okay, <laughs> there, yeah, there's two mics actually. Yeah, and a coop. What's up, guys? Maybe around episode 100, we'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I've gotten some comments that we have by far the greatest and cleanest intro in all of uh, podcasting. As a matter of fact, can we roll that intro? What's up, guys? Welcome to the Laced Up Podcast. Are we being trolled right now, Mike? What the fuck? Can I walk off right now? <laughs> Put that on a poster. Whoa. Now it's just an all-star game right now. You're such a bully. You don't deserve LeBron James, all right? It's insane. And you deserve exactly what happened to Chicago over the past decade. <laughs> so how'd you and your ex-girlfriend break up? <laughs> Bro! <laughs> Kidding! Was it because you were bad at basketball? <laughs> yeah. Yes! So guys, um, at the time we're recording this video, uh, my Lakers have yet to win a game this entire season. Um, so I think it's only customary that you guys bag on me for, I don't know, us being winless. Um, quickly, I do want to say before we jump into that, that we are doing a challenge where we predict the standings for the entire season and all of the awards and all that stuff. We're doing that later in the pod. And we want you guys to pick the forfeit for, for whoever comes in last, whoever has the worst predictions. So stick around for that. But yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers took a big L last night. And Russell Westbrook, um, I feel like, I don't, I don't know. He at times was seeming, it, it felt like he was deferring to LeBron basically at all times during that game. I mean, as a Lakers fan, Mike, how, how did you feel? Um, it wasn't anything that I wasn't expecting. Um, like I've said this over and over again, since the moment we traded for him, even before we traded for him, I said that fit wise, it's a little bit weird and it's going to take some, at least it's going to take some work to make this thing work between him, Braun and AD. Um, obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron James had great games, Russell Westbrook, not as much, but it's kind of a red flag. If you score 30 points between two stars and still lose to the golden state warriors. So <laughs> I think um, Russell Westbrook just has to get comfortable. It's kind of concerning because they've had these issues in preseason, and it's an issue that we all saw coming in the offseason as well. I uh, I hope that he could turn it around. I don't know. Um, Coop, what do you think, man? Get, back me up here. Uh, I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> I, I go to bat for this guy like every every time, you know, some Westbrook stuff comes up. Uh, I, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good in Los Angeles, but I think it's going to take some time, like you said, and I think it's going to take some work from the coaching staff. Uh, DeAndre Jordan should not be starting in 2021. I know he only played 13 minutes, so it's more or less, you know, like he's just in there to fill a spot. But still, I'm not a DeAndre Jordan guy in uh, 2021, and I would love to see the Lakers take advantage of Westbrook's size and uh, run AD at the five. Give him some space. Let him go to work on smaller guards if they are going to guard Russell Westbrook with smaller guards. You know what I would really like to see? 
I would like to never see a lineup that contains Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook, like in one rotation ever again in the rest of my life. Like, I don't understand what came over our coach's head for that. <laughs> I don't get the rationale. I don't know, Coop. You play, you played a legitimate, uh, you played organized basketball. Is there something I'm not seeing here? I, I think that's more of uh, that's more of a necessity thing. I think the Lakers are just kind of banged up right now, so that had to do with that lineup. But also, I agree, it's not a great idea. But you know, yeah, I mean, well, I if you look at the box score. Rondo ends up with 20 minutes. You got Malik Monk with 19. I guess if you know Taylor and Horton Tucker is playing, maybe you don't get those Rondo and Westbrook lineups, but they definitely were awkward and didn't work at all. It definitely did not seem... Honestly, like the Lakers, they definitely feel like they're going to be going through a lot of growing pains. Um... As this roster, you know, works to get chemistry together, of course, there are a ton of new pieces... There were a ton of new pieces with the Golden State Warriors, you know, guys like uh, Bielitsa and Otto Porter Jr. and stuff. I really liked Bielitsa. I really liked what I saw from him. It looked like, you know, he fit right into the Warriors system. Like, I thought he was awesome off the bench. It looks like Iggy had some spring in his step at times, which um, I love to see. But honestly, going back to um, going back to what you said about DeAndre Jordan, I really hated that the Lakers started DeAndre Jordan more more than the fact that he, you know, is kind of, kind of washed at this point. Why is he starting in uh, this season? But going further than that, like we've been hearing again, headed into this season, as we've been hearing for years now that Anthony Davis is going to be playing way more five, way more five. Anthony Davis, this is finally the season that he's playing center and that's how it's going to work. And to start the season off by starting DeAndre Jordan of all players at the center position and having Anthony Davis start at the four, I mean, I just didn't like that for the long term for the Lakers. I felt like it could have sent a nice, strong message that AD was going to be playing the five by starting him at the five, but, you know, it didn't, didn't happen. There's always some sort of narrative in regards to Anthony Davis in the beginning of the season. It's either something like LeBron saying, this is your team, or something along the lines of uh, Anthony Davis is going to switch to more four this year or play more five. It's always I, I read something like that each and every season um, about Bielitsa. There was this one point where uh, I went to the restroom. I come back. I look at my TV and I'm like, yo. What the fuck is that? David Lee on the Golden State Warriors? Like, was it just was it just me that thought that, or did you guys see that too? Like, they look really similar. Um, he looks more like Gallinari to me. But reading, I will say reading from a body uh, standpoint. I'll say reading, uh, you know, post game discussions on you know uh, NBA Reddit and stuff like that. A lot of people had that thought that they were like, oh wow, David Lee is suddenly you know back out there, but. And I think that, you know, says a lot to just how he uh, fits the system. I think, you know, he really is a perfect fit. He stepped right in there. And the Warriors, man, they looked like a problem. I mean, I really, like, you know, there was the, during the offseason, it was, you know, should they go all in for the future? Should they trade their draft picks? Should they trade James Wiseman? Look for a guy. I mean, it just looked like, you know, that guy wasn't out there. He There wasn't really a trade package to be had. But I'm really excited to watch this team with those pieces and with, you know, Wiseman still coming back with Kaminga. I mean, 
I don't know. What do you guys think about the Warriors going yeah, forward? Um, because I was really impressed. I love what I saw from Jordan Poole. That guy is going to be big all season. I think uh, some people are going to be shocked with how high I have the Warriors when we do our rankings. Um, Poole looked amazing. And like you said, with Bialica, uh, Bialica, uh, how do you say his name? I don't want to like butcher his name. Bialica. Bialica. Or you could piss off people and you could say Bajelica. I'm going to just call him. I was about to say I'm gonna call uh, him Big B, but that's like disrespectful. Just call him Leets. Uh, yeah, I'm and, big and I pulled it up. Like, don't, don't worry, Coop. I pulled this <laughs> right before we started talking about him. I pulled it up on Basketball Reference because they have every player's last name. And uh, oh, that's a know, good idea, actually. I pulled it up real quick. It says B Elita. Yeah. Yo, he was a plus twenty. I think he's going to eat heavily into uh, Looney's minutes. I don't think Looney should be a starter either. I'm honestly not sure what Looney is good at, and. Um, this is coming from a guy that, you know, used to really like Kevon Looney. I, I, I think that, you know, the versatility of um, Bialicia is just is just off the charts. And like you said, it just adds to what the Warriors want to do and how they play basketball. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't see this coming from. I mean, I kind of saw it coming from Jordan Poole. But up until now, at the time we we're recording this, Jordan Poole is averaging an obscene 20 points per game off of 44% shooting and 36% from three, which is up eight points from last year. Like, especially once Clay Thompson comes back, I really am kind of nervous as a guy that is a fan like of the Lakers and will have to go through the Warriors a couple times, oh, well, significantly more than a couple times, of the depth of the Golden State Warriors. They didn't even really play Moses Moody that much last night. Yeah, I kind they, of they didn't really play Otto Porter too much either which uh, I, I, I like Otto, you know, and they were so deep they could afford to cut Avery Bradley, who I think is going to be a key contributor to uh, a key contributor to the Los Angeles Lakers this season. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of scary, man. A lot of people are just sleeping on the Warriors because they didn't really have the greatest uh, se uh, greatest season last year. But man, they get Clay back. They're going to get James Wiseman back, of course. Like, I, I'm not expecting a huge step from him, but... Man, this team's going to be very scary and definitely not a team that you should sleep on. Um, did you guys see what I, 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 uh, did you guys see what Kyle Kuzma tweet, uh, posted onto a story? Yeah, the Lakers are 0 and 7 with Kyle Kuzma with the like little hand on your chin emoji. And Kuzma like posted it onto a story. And did, uh, did, uh, you know, anybody I mean, fact check that? I, he just means he just means during the preseason and during this season so far. Oh, because, okay, wait, okay. All, oh my god! All, Yo, all, what? I would like to point out though. Yes, now Sav uh, Savage. You know, I mean, there's definitely some shots. But why are the Lakers? Why did they play six preseason games and like other teams played? Like the Bulls played four. Why is the Bro, NBA the not Lakers, balanced? Bro, <laughs> like, what I didn't know he was counting. You guys get more warm-up games than everyone else. Yeah, man. Come what on, is this? We're, the, we're the NBA's featured attraction, man. Come on, featured attraction. Stupid. I didn't know yeah, he was man. counting the preseason. Are you kidding me? I thought he was like talking about like Bro. injury games or something. <laughs> He's counting nah, the, the, the Warriors. The Warriors are now technically undefeated still with the preseason because they they went five and zero in the preseason. Wow. So the Lakers went zero and six in the preseason, and now they both are you know one and zero and zero one. So Bealitza so. so. has to let one of those fly for the Warriors, but like the, the inverse way. So if <laughs> yeah, Kyle, yeah, right. So if oh Kyle Kuzma 
So if Kyle Kuzma's counting the preseason, does that Jalen Green crossover on him count? Like, all right, all right, we get it. You're <laughs> yeah. mad. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm just, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek action, you know? Little tongue-in-cheek action. Lakers fans have yet to uh, walk off the court with a win in the 2022 season. No, 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 no. We got a huge win last night when we got Jason um, Tatum putting on Kobe Bryant's jersey and doing oh my gosh, recreating bro. Dwayne Wade shot. <laughs> well, before we completely move past the Lakers, I just want to say LeBron James still look like LeBron James. It might be a really dumb thing to say. But he's looked, I don't want to say as good as I've seen him, but yo, like, he looks ready to have a major season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I which think the rest to is me is even though more concerning, though, because, I mean, take a look at this box score. Like, Anthony Davis shot 15 for 26, like, with 11 rebounds. It's a monster game, 33 points. LeBron, 13 for 23, 5 for 11 from 3. Like, great game, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 34 points. They lose... Steph Curry, you look on the opposite side, five for 21, two for eight shooting. Yeah, he had 10 rebounds and 10 assists for, I think it was his eighth triple-double ever. But, um, I mean, you know, not the best shooting game from Steph, and the Warriors still pull it out. So, definitely a lot of question marks with the Lakers. I mean, but LeBron in the beginning of the game, when he was just draining every shot, it was like, this is, this is just nuts. I mean, I think the rest for the Lakers was very crucial. You know, like I point to a lot of factors as to why the Lakers didn't make it to the NBA finals or just didn't, you know, have a successful playoff run last year. And a huge reason was the quick turnaround from the 2000, well, technically the 2019 to 2020 NBA finals all the way to the first game of the regular season. And I feel like the like extended rest for LeBron and the Lakers was huge this year. And as a result, you're kind of seeing it pay off a little bit. Yeah. Um, pay off with that 0-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they literally go 0-7, lose lose their first game, but we got that rest, baby. Like, we, we, just, we just need Jason Tatum to come here already, and we'll be good, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I mean, keep I mean, wa- waiting. Could, no, could, I just wanted to address this real quick. Like, Whose idea was that? Like, I know Jason Tatum's a huge Kobe fan, but like, the internet is just like gonna take this and run away with it. I Are mean, they not? Da- Damian Lillard had one too with Michael Jordan. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, it looked pretty. It was, it was pretty cool, man. I I, I like the idea. So pretty much, Jason. They had they recorded Jason Tatum like celebrating NBA seventy five, and they put him in a Kobe Bryant jersey and had him recreate Dwayne uh, Kobe Bryant's game winner over D Wade. Um. It's a cute idea. Oh my, don't I, call it cute. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, s- something about seeing Tatum and Kobe's jersey kind of makes me feel like a little weird. But I mean, it, it, it it's a cool idea, I suppose. Maybe if he was a Laker and he was wearing his, like, or if maybe if he was a Laker and he yeah. was wearing his own jersey, but like wearing a different team's jersey, like, with all due respect, Jason Tatum's a great player and I know he looks up to Kobe Bryant and loves Kobe Bryant. But I think it's just a weird concept because he means nothing to Laker history. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's a no, cool I know. Concept. I definitely know what you mean. I feel like. 
I mean, I don't know who who's to say, but maybe if the Lakers did have more of like a rising star, then they would have done. I I don't know. I'm with you though. It's I, I, it's I cool, but I get why you could think it was weird. I get why Tatum was the choice too, though. At the same time, I mean, yeah, I do understand why you think it would be. But weird, wouldn't they but... choose Book? Yeah, like like isn't he the most associated with Kobe? I like, would think Bo- Devin Booker and Jason Tatum for sure. But the thing is, like Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum plays for like the Lakers' rival. You know, the, maybe Book's no. rival. Yeah, right there, our tribal. Like, yeah, it just looks weird to like put on the Lake your like rivals' jersey, and you know, like especially like seeing the number twenty four. Like, I only want to see one man in the number twenty four Laker jersey, and that's Kobe Bryant. Um, well, Magic did it right with Larry Bird. Did I'm did almost he? positive Magic Johnson Celtic jersey. I'm typing it in right now. I think for Bird's retirement, Celtic shirt. Yeah, that was for. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. The, yep, you could look at the picture. Um, but that's like you know that's a, that's definitely a different scenario. I'm interested to see where they go with the whole campaign, though, because you know what? Like, this is like the beginning of, you know, what looks to be some kind of long running campaign for the 75th you know season. Like like Tyler Hero recreating Ray Allen's uh, 2013 uh, corner three. That makes a lot of sense to me. You have like two three point shooters, you know, in the corner. That's a shot Tyler Hero could potentially hit in his career. We don't know. Like obviously they're not in the same ballpark. In Did terms they do of that? Greatness? No, I'm saying that's just oh, an okay. idea. It's like they okay. play well, for the same. Maybe team. a better shooter than Hero, but I see where you're coming from. Get Duncan like some- in there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you? Yeah, get- interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys are watching the pod and you don't know, the official report um, today, top post of Reddit is Zion has reached north of 300 pounds this offseason, sources said. When he joined the team's recent preseason trip, league personnel were struck by his heavier appearance than his playing weight last season of 284 pounds. And we've seen, you know, everything at this point. We've seen the the commercial, you know, the press conference pictures. Um, I think someone posted a side-by-side of him when he was a rookie compared to now. It's not looking great. So, yeah, I'll hand the mic over to Coop here. Because you know what, Chris Zimba, you were absolutely right. When I had uh, brought it up to you guys before this whole thing leaked, I, I wish we all had dropped videos on it. I just didn't think it would be out this soon. And I honestly didn't know if it would become public knowledge. But I guess in today's NBA, like everything has a way of getting out. I'll say we got hate on we got hate for uh, titling the podcast, you know, like something about Zion being fat. And I feel like a lot of people were maybe in denial or thinking that we were stretching the truth when in reality, I mean, we were just, you know, we're right. We're right with the story here. Like, this is not good. Having a player who has an, uh, you know, Zion's type of body who is, you know, around six foot seven, but explosive and plays his game in the air um, and plays physical, have a foot injury and a weight problem. Those are just that is a recipe for a disaster, to be perfectly honest. Um, I want to give a shout out to Coop, by the way, man. I thought I, I I've never got like 
a source like that before and the fact that like you kept it to your chest and waited for it to come out and you gave us like a little heads up i think it's really freaking cool bro so congrats to you um i th but dude i could have uh i could have never imagined <laughs> like i have you gone back and watched duke highlights of zion it's it's Man, insanity yeah. like he you see so this like bro he, yeah like he looks like this cut up monster just like uber athletic beast and the signs were there like originally with him like blowing i guess blowing through his shoe okay whatever he's too much of an animal can't be contained in his shoe even though nike's stock kind of took a hit from that um then then uh then he goes he misses summer league that that viral picture of him at summer league um sitting down the red polo goes live and then he misses like six months in his rookie season and there's like warnings about weight gain but people are saying hey it's not that big of a deal and then he comes back and dominates but breaks his foot like i feel like so question um how much of this do you guys think is on zion williamson and how much do you think it is on the pelicans franchise it's a, i mean well it's 100 percent on zion every single you know, every single morning that I have woken up since I went from being fat to then losing weight and then to regaining my fat, um, you know, that's been on me. So you you can't take the the freaking gaining weight and add it to the New Orleans Pelicans staff. Like, sure, you know, okay, maybe training staffs can be can misdiagnose an injury or they could not, you know, provide the proper rehab. But telling Zion to put down a box of donuts, like, you can't exactly do that. You can't be in this man's house at 1 a.m. telling him don't eat. I actually think at one point they were supposed to send, um, like, a trainer or a physician uh, to Zion's to just, like, I don't want to say stay with Zion, but kind of monitor Zion's weight. I don't know what happened with that whole thing. Well, that's the whole point. It's like, if you don't want him. Like, that's the whole thing. It's more, it's like the inner motivation, you know? Like, you could get a trainer for the gym, and you could go sign up for the gym and all of that, but if you don't want to actually go and do it, then it's never going to happen. I do 100% agree with that, but at the same time, um, you know, I just hope the Pelicans aren't babying him. Uh, yeah. Because things like this have to be taken seriously. Yeah, someone has to say something. Yeah, like, somebody they're, they're, has to step in, and if they're, if, they're not, if they're not doing that, then I think they shoulder maybe even a little bit of the blame. So this there's a Charles Barkley parallel here where Chuck, um, as you know, Charles Barkley, you know, famously one of those kind of guys who whose weight would fluctuate, um, famously ordered two large pizzas every single night when he was playing at Auburn um, and ate two large pepperoni pizzas a night, which is just uh, insane. But <laughs> whatever. Holy. Whoa. Yeah. No. Yo, two? Two, two. And, and he would just call and be like, and he would just be like, it's Chuck. <laughs> and they would just deliver it. Like he had, like he had a network. He had a pizza place where he was just first name is Chuck, and just hang out no, in the Chuck. pizza with Chuck. <laughs> and he eat them both. He ate them both, man. Bro, um, there's anyway, no uh, way. So Chuck. anyway, Charles Barkley, uh, hilariously. I mean, to me, this is so funny. Charles Barkley, um, purposely got fat and overate a tremendous amount so, to the point where he was 20 to 25 pounds overweight 
for uh for when it came to the draft because he did not want to be drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers so he tried to get as fat as possible to not get drafted by Philly um Philadelphia 76ers select Charles Barkley of Auburn University the round mound of rebound tipping the scales the latest at 300 pounds and he now will be alongside Julius Serving and Moses Malone pretty sure um, Moses Malone was still there and basically told him to you know get his ass in gear and to stop you know messing around um, and that he needed to be playing at a specific shape I don't know if Zion has that voice, you know, yeah, in the Pelicans right now that's saying it to him. And yeah, again, like I blame Zion for this, but like also it would be very helpful to have someone to step in and be yeah, like, yo, man, you got to freaking stop this. Especially, yeah, like, like, I don't know, maybe Brandon Ingram, but I have, I have my own theories about other stuff Brandon Ingram might be the, doing, uh, doing that the, could contribute to a potential increase in appetite for Zion Williamson. But, uh, well, Brandon well, Ingram also bulked up too. He gained like 15 pounds. Hopefully, it's good muscle. I'm not sure why VI needed to bulk up, but, um, hopefully, it translates to some on the court action, you know? Dude, uh, it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go for it. I was just going uh, to say, uh, the Pelicans are a really frustrating organization because, you know, it's like even when we get this amazing prospect, you know, we're already like on the verge of like something going wrong. And um, this whole thing when on- they reported his foot and, you know, uh, they said he was going to be back for the start of the season. It's just like at this point, you're like lying to fans who are buying season tickets. And it's not, it's not the first time they've done something like this, you know. If you're a fan and you're buying tickets for Zion and a product that you think is going to be much improved and Zion's not there when you know he's not going to be there, because at this point, it doesn't really seem like Zion's even close to returning. And I'm sure the Pelicans knew that. So why lie to the people who have been so faithful to your organization? Nah, you're 100% right there. I feel like 100% they pulled the rug um, out from under their own fans. I feel like they, I mean, I've been listening, you know, I listen to a ton of podcasts in general. I try to, you know, stay up to date with the NBA, with, you know, current NBA writers and everything. With the news of Zion's foot, the consensus among NBA writers at different, you know, websites, you know, The Ringer, um, The Athletic, stuff like that. A consensus was, wow, they really swept this under the rug and they made it not a huge deal. And wow, they really underplayed it. And I 100% agree with you, Coop. I think it's, I, I feel like it's a certainty that it's, they were trying to sell tickets. They were trying to sell season tickets. They didn't want it to make it seem like, oh, like when is Zion going to get back? Because who knows? I mean, there was a report that Zion hasn't been cleared to run yet. Like, is that report still true? That was only a few days ago that I saw it. So, I mean, when is Zion's target date? I feel like at this point, it's completely up in the air. And if you try to sell that to your season ticket holders, you know, a lot of them are not going to renew because they're not going to know, okay, when is Zion going to play? What if he misses the entire year? Like, who knows? On top of that, he's not in playing shape. He's got to lose like 40 pounds. Like, no joke, before I would feel comfortable with him even touching the floor again. Like, he's he's yeah, because he could get hurt. Exactly. Like, that's that's the thing. You're just, yeah. It's it's like, it's like DeMarcus Cousins waiting to happen again. Um, 
a part of me also like and this is super conspiracy theory a theorist of me a part of me is also thinking we've seen players like of course i'm like look he's like ooh, conspiracy ooh, like <laughs> um, <laughs> um like there's been players that have broken their foots before. There's been players that have been out for an extended period of time before that are the size of Zion Williamson. And not all of them come back overweight. You know, like this whole concept of, hey, Zion broke his foot, so he can't be active. Mm, I'm not buying it. Do you think there's a chance that he might be trying to pull a James Harden, trying to, you know, bulk up a little bit and try to force his way out of uh, nah, New Orleans? Nah, I think there's no shot. I think there's no, no chance. Nah. It's too um, dangerous. Yeah. it's For one, it's dangerous. He hasn't got paid yet. And also, he doubled and, like, tripled down on his IG about the fact that he doesn't want out. So why would you go to those links to be like, you know, I don't want out when you really do one out it just, yeah. it just it doesn't make sense in my head but you know you never know i guess i mean i would say even taking that that instagram part out just the fact that you know you're right he hasn't gotten paid yet and again this is just a dangerous situation like you can't be zion running around the court like at 315 and playing basketball and with an already injured foot like that's you could just suffer a career-ending injury literally i agree so Zion, so, get your shit together, dude, because we all right. want you to be. The Pelicans all, have a we, great team around him, too. Yeah, just we extend all, yeah. your foul. Just Zion, we all foul. want you here. We, we all want you playing, man. That's the same thing. I mean, you like, know what? Just a quick mini rant. Cade Cunningham was supposed to play the Chicago Bulls tonight. First ever professional basketball game. Yo, he's out. He's out. I'm excited, dude, man. I'm he's excited, out. though. But I'm Kate's out. Yeah, bro, I know. Bro, I, mean, bro, I, mean, bro. I can't wait yeah. for basketball. But, like, dude, uh, a bro. little bit of a disappointment yeah. not to be able to watch Cade in his first game. Yeah, no. Dude, I was against my own team. I'd cry of laughter if the Detroit Pistons spanked the league uh, hell be, out of the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say that. Yo, if the Bulls take, uh, I mean, I'll, <laughs> if the Bulls take, like, a bad loss to the Pistons with, like, Killian Hayes, like, like dropping 35. <laughs> Yo, Jeremy Grant, bro. Oh, Expect the FaceTime from Flight Mike and me, like, <laughs> with an evil laugh. starting lineup without Kate? I'm interested. Oh, they actually have some talent, kind of. Yeah, they have they have some talent, probably. Dude, Hayes, I'll say, uh, I'll say Grant, the NBA in general. Bay. I feel like the talent level in the NBA in general has risen oh, yeah. um, a, a very good amount in the last, you know, five, yeah. eight, ten years. Um, I definitely see, like, on the horizon, uh, a team or two being, you know, um, extended into the NBA because, like, look at this talent. Like, you look at, like, you know, teams like the Houston Rockets or the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, when we were p picking uh, the standings, I'm like, you know, all of these teams have at least, they're at least somewhat exciting. Like, even the Orlando Magic this year, they've got, you know, they, they're, they're, I mean, I would I wouldn't say they're good, but they've definitely got some, you know, sneaky guys when they're uh, like at points in the season when their team is healthy. Like, they're going to be, a, you know, an annoyance. There's not um, many rollover games. I hope so. I hope so. I think the Magic are, you know, pretty okay. I mean, better than, better than, you know, better than worse. I, I'm saying better than the lowest well, tier. I have most, the Magic 15th in the East. Most teams so have I'm at saying, least, like, one star. The Magic have no stars. Or a guy that's, like, close to being a star. The Magic don't really oh, have anybody. I was just saying, I feel like the Magic are a better, worse team in that in the East. Yeah, than, than we no, than, than normally. Had. I'll agree. Yeah. With who are that. they? Who are they going to start? Who are they going to start? Like, uh, the in their backcourt, J Cole. Um, I feel like they gotta let Suggs. 
uh, star, right? Or, uh, I, 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 lo- I love how I love how Coop like snickered. He's like, I saw what you did there. Like, I know, I know you. Uh, it's uh, it's actually it's actually really cute. They uh they drafted Franz. Wa- I actually really like their draft. Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner are two really really solid pickups. I thought it was actually really adorable that they got Fra- uh, Franz's brother Mo Wagner there as well. Um, so. And there you go, Pistons and Magic fans. There's your discussion for the next three months. Yo, he's anyway. joking. He's joking. He's, it's a joke. It's a joke. He's joking. No, 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 no. We're. At, I'll have you know. I'll have you know. We're about to discuss Sacramento Kings talk here, buddy. So you better What's buckle that? down. What's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed, you, to, mean? You What's that supposed to mean? Guys, you know I'm kidding. Uh, there's always though that one comment though that's like you haven't talked about the Memphis Grizzlies yeah. in seven pots. And it's like all right, you you might be right. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. So, bro, do you guys? Um, did you guys hear about this bizarre Marvin Bagley situation? The man is finally healthy. Yeah. He's good to go. He's not in the rotation. This is the man that was drafted over yeah. Luca and Trey and health. Not even Luca and Trey. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Michael Porter Jr. Like this is the number two pick in one of the probably one of the most transcendent drafts that we've had in the past decade. And he's not playing tonight. I mean, he's not in the rotation at all. Yeah. Um, but how is that possible to me? I mean, if you look at his raw numbers, I mean, I understand that he has. He's one of the worst defenders dis- in the league. He, he has he's been a like, disappointment, but he's that uh, bad? Yeah. No. Well, it, it just depends. Like, offensively, I think oh. he's okay, maybe even above average. But he's hands down one of the worst defenders in the NBA. He, even though he, he has like the he- talent. Maybe he just needs the right system because the Kings are a bad defense as a whole, which might not be this year. I like what they've done, kind of. Could um, be, yeah. could be, could could be Luke Walton possibly. I mean, no, historically, like throughout his entire time, his rookie season, I usually it's really hard to judge a player's defense, so I usually just go by defensive box plus minus. So rookie season negative one point five, sophomore season he only played thirteen games, so we're not going to factor that much. But this past like a year ago, two thousand twenty to two thousand twenty one, he played in forty three games as their power forward and had a negative two point eight defensive box plus minus and he wasn't even good on offense to make up for it he had a negative 0.6 offensive box plus minus so overall he's a negative on the uh, whenever he's playing and that could be why this this is a wow do you guys think this is more marvin bagley being too raw or do you think this is more the sacramento kings not knowing how to develop talent who are you blaming for this situation well, first of all, I would like to point out um, that when you use stats like defensive uh, box minus on a horrible team like the Kings, um, yeah. it doesn't work because they all have bad box yeah. minuses. Like, uh, yeah, maybe Hall- even Halliburton. Halliburton's yeah. minus 0.9. Fox is minus 1.5. They're all, there's only three guys on the Kings roster last year that had a, a positive, and one of them only played 85 minutes, and one of them only played 341 minutes. So... That's 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 hard uh, with a team bad team like the Kings, okay. but um, I will say I'll, Marvin Bagley. Um, I just before Coop, you get. I feel like maybe you know more about him as a player, but I just want to say in terms of the situation, um, I they're they're they didn't extend him, and they're about to lose him for nothing. It's kind of interesting that they haven't traded him already, or at least are playing him and trying to showcase him so that they're able to trade him because benching him and putting him out of the rotation is just killing his trade value. So confusing move to me. 
I don't understand. Uh, they put they're playing Tristan Thompson over him. Like I you're mean, not a yeah. team that's con- it's a good defense. They got to fix that defense, man. I don't blame them for that one. They uh they got they have some guys that could defend. Um, you know, I I, I really want to see the I, I I really hope the Kings take a leap this season. And if they do, it, it'll be because they got better defensively, in my opinion, and also because Halliburton and Fox it, it really, are doing it, their thing. It's really frustrating because I think this is like they're in terms of talent. When I look at this team, the talent's there. You know, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, oh, like Buddy Heal. About that, they do have some talent though. But in comparison to like most of the other teams in the West, it's not like they're like stacked. You know? No, no, most definitely. Yeah, you're right. I would put them squarely in the middle between the teams that are like basically absolute tank jobs this season and the teams that are going to be contending for play in. Um, I feel like they're going to finish around 13th. Yeah. I think I think Fox needs more love, man. Um, this past season, dude, was just bonkers. Like uh, he, he's gotten so much better every year. And just because he's played, he plays in Sacramento and they've been losing. He's kind of getting that uh, Devin Booker treatment right now. Yeah, he's been in, he was incredible last year. Like he like like on <clears throat> on all fronts he was incredible last year. Three-point jumpers started falling a little bit more. Like he felt more confident in taking it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the Sacramento Kings, man. Like what are they doing? Like they consistently have just had the worst management or among the worst management in the NBA for a long time at this point. They wasted DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, are they about to waste De'Aaron Fox? It's looking like it. Um, uh, yeah. They, did make a, they made a great draft pick with Albert, and I'll give them that. I think that was luck. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I think, like it's like I think, I think the clock is right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I liked Halliburton coming in, but... Um, you know, for the Kings to get them, I think that was I think that was a little lucky, man. Also, they got a trade buddy too. I don't know what they're doing. Like, this, yeah, man, what are they doing? Yeah, they're just holding players hostage. <laughs> like the statement. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know the statement that Marvin Bagley's um his uh man his agent put out. He said, Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future, and yet passed on potential deals at last year's trade deadline and this summer and this summer based on value. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him. <laughs> like, what? What is going on? Sacramento's like the... Yeah, Sacramento's like the NBA equivalent of Siberia now. Like they sent or like the Gulag. Like <laughs> uh, there had to be some team that was willing to offer some kind of you know decent deal for Marvin Bagley. Like think that they could you know fix the former number two pick. Tom, I would um, think edit out that part and just include the Gulag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. So continuing on with guys. Um, in the 2018 rookie class who did not sign an extension. We have DeAndre Aiden, who becomes the first number one pick since Anthony Bennett to not sign an extension. A list he certainly does not deserve to belong in. Anthony Bennett, of course, a completely different situation. Now, if you two guys were running the Suns, would you give him the max is basically the question because that's obviously what he's holding out for. Yes. Agreed. Wouldn't question nope. it. So wow. we got to know. Okay, good. We yep. got to know. Okay, so 
Mike, My you problem, go first. <laughs> I think the rationale in this instance is, and bear in mind, they could still extend him after the season, you know, and they could still match whatever contract he gets, which probably will be a max from a different team. I think this is more of a challenge to DeAndre Ayton because, again, the thing that's going to make him the player that he was supposed to be when he was drafted number one overall. I don't know if you guys remember uh, when he was coming out of the draft, he was getting a lot of comparisons to Cat, but Cat with like, with all due respect to Cat, with a little bit more defense. Um, so far, he's just been more or less and not to say I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's just an average player. I'm just saying he's not a max contract player so far. He's been like a decent third, maybe fourth option, a guy that could catch lobs, a guy that could like pick, uh, grab boards, a guy that's an interior presence on defense, which is a traditional center. And the thing is, you can pretty much get a player like DeAndre Ayton that doesn't have as much upside for a fraction of the price. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, you're in this situation and it's a very rare situation. The Phoenix Suns haven't been in a point where they're absolute contenders for about 15 years, almost like I'm sure. I mean, no, they they contended in 2010. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the prime of the Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash era, but for about 10 years. Um, so with that being said, you can't really afford to go out and pay what is essentially a dinosaur in the philosophy of basketball in terms of DeAndre Ayton's role, you can't afford to pay a traditional center max contract money. Now, the thing is, DeAndre Ayton, I've always said this, has the ability to potentially develop a three point jumper. I mean, this is a guy that averaged 76% from free throw uh, from the free throw line. You guys already know my free throw rule. If you could, if you hit a specific percentage, you have a higher chance of being able to take a step back and potentially develop that jump shot throughout your career. And he's made he's made some shots. Uh, um, if when you look at his uh, shooting, like his shooting percentage by distance, there are some shots that he's able to make from uh, from three to ten feet away from the basket. But he just doesn't take a lot and he doesn't take a lot of three pointers either. So. If this is something that he's willing to work on this year, then yeah, I say pay. I say pay the guy. But if not, I'm not saying don't pay him like at all. I'm just don't think he's worthy of the max. So apparently, DeAndre Ayton wanted a five-year max from the Suns, and the Suns raised the concept of a four-year or even three-year max. But those talks, of course, didn't progress. So apparently, the big uh, discussion here is the five-year versus the four or three-year. With that being said. Yeah, that completely changes my take altogether. Yeah, that's just stupid. Like, <laughs> if you ask me, that's absolutely like, are you? That's absolutely like baffling. So to they me. just didn't do the one year. Yeah. That's How, insanity. Why? What? Uh, yeah. uh, Yo, someone you like kidding? someone in the front office is like, a oh freaking, my god, like, no, like <laughs> sees into the future and sees DeAndre Aiden going so down. So wait, hold on. Like, You're telling me on? like the billionaire Robert Sarver is like, who by the way is notorious for this. He's known for being a huge cheapskate. Came out and said, "All right, DeAndre, we'll give you the max, but not the five year. We're only going to give you four or three. Like, uh." <laughs> like I, I understand if he was like not that if he wasn't 
performing up until his expectations to a certain extent. I guess I could respect that. And maybe if you wanted to challenge him, I guess I understood that. But I don't think DeAndre Ayton belongs in the conversation with players like Markel Fultz and Anthony Bennett. You know what when, I mean? When we look at some players that have been getting the max, I'm just like, hell yeah, give Ayton that. Just give it to him. Like, um, yeah. I, I think he's earned it at this point. I thought at times, you know, uh, he looked like the best big in playoff series. I think when you look at the Phoenix Suns five, six, seven years from now, you're thinking about Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Um, you're locking into those two guys. So uh, I'm not sure they're going to have flexibility to, I mean, they might, they might, they might, maybe they will have the flexibility to go out and get another star or they'll attract another star. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm thinking about Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix when I think about the Suns. I Absolutely. had no yeah. idea that it was yeah. just a year. That That's hysterical. Like being yeah. a billionaire and say like, yeah, I'm going to try to... And- I definitely don't think he's a dinosaur at all. I actually like I like yeah. I, I like his skill set. Uh, it's kind of what you want in a modern big. I mean, maybe if you call him like a modern dinosaur, right? You know, maybe. But I wouldn't call him a dinosaur. I mean, guy's got defensive versatility. He's able to hit a mid range jump shot that yeah. already has been proven on the stat sheet for an entire season. He's got pretty. He's got good, uh, good to uh, great touch around the rim. He's, he's rangy too. Yeah, I mean, um, he's like he's literally a guy. You know, like a seventy percent shooter from you know what um, inside. And also uh, during the preseason, he has been showing like he's been. It looks like he's testing out that three point shot. Um, that's a nice addition. I I like that he's doing that, but I like to see you know maybe add a little bit more to the post game and just continuing to progress. I mean now he's in talks of being potentially a defensive player of the year candidate going yeah. forward in his career. I think it's a guy you absolutely pay for, especially looking at Phoenix. I mean yeah, what else are they gonna do now? I'm not necessarily saying that this is one of those situations where it's like okay you have to extend him because what else are you gonna do? But really. In this case, like, you know, you're just going to lose the number one, your former number one pick. And now what are you left with? I mean, the Phoenix Suns haven't, they're not known for signing big name free agent talent. I mean, they did sign Steve Nash, but that was before he was known as an MVP. Um, They haven't really been signing top guys. When you're in that kind of situation, I feel like you got to just, you know, double down on your own draft of talent. And then maybe if you do want to attract a third star, maybe you're able to develop some of your guys and uh, trade for one. Or uh, if DeAndre Aiden is able to make that climb up to defensive player of the year and become an all-star level player along with Devin Booker, then getting that third guy is that much easier. Or maybe just the pieces around you on that team just, you know, translate into a championship contender too. I mean, the Suns have, you know, a good team around them. It's kind of disgusting considering the fact that they literally just gave a 36-year-old Chris Paul a four-year, $120 million contract, but they're not willing to I'm actually going to raise you, and I'm going to say it's disgusting that they gave Shamit, who I love, $43 million. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of You could also throw out the word disrespectful. Um, that this is your number one pick. You're, it seems like, you know, you're taking care of everyone but him. Like, you know, Bridges also got a contract extension, which was good to see because I thought that with this whole Aiden talks, I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to extend Bridges. But he and got it's one. Not like, it's not like any free agents are going to Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see Kyrie Irving, like, uh, hitting free agency or opting out and saying, all right, I'm assigned with the Suns. Like, this is... yeah. 
like this is your number one pick that yeah he's not luca yeah he's not true hey to be fair that's in part due because the suns haven't been good and they've been so dysfunctional and we know that uh dysfunction rules all kind of when it comes to these things and that was a major reason why the knicks weren't getting anybody for so long despite everybody always like gassing up and why which i'm sure it's great i've never been um, I could see, so I feel like historically, you know, Phoenix just isn't really a major free agent destination, but I could see that potentially change with Devin Booker um, as the head of their franchise, you know, as their franchise guy, because I feel like Book would be a much better recruiter than past stars that they potentially have. So I would be interested down the road, you know, you could see maybe a guy signing with them. But yeah, I mean, I feel like you keep DeAndre Aiden. I don't like that this is now going to drag into the season. Um, you know, we heard reports that this is just now like awkward and stuff. Those are just not words you want to hear when you're on your Chris Paul timeline of you want to be getting the most out of your talent and be competing for a championship this season again. So I don't really like it. But on top of that, Phoenix is a dope city. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I've been there. I was there when I was like. 14 but i'll take your word for it it was cool um, it was really cool when i was there i actually went to a phoenix suns game when i was there i saw uh, steve nash play wow uh damn. yeah it was cool so guys we are doing for the first time ever and for uh the first of many we are doing a season predictions challenge okay so in front of us, we all have predicted the standings for the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and we've predicted all of the awards. Now, what we need from you guys, hopefully, is an idea for a good forfeit because we do not have one currently at the moment, but if we see a good one posted in the comments, we will 100% be using that. So, guys, um, I think... Um, oh, and also... We could go into the scoring system, but we're confused by it ourselves. So just try, just trust us when we get there. Um, should we start with the Eastern Conference? Yeah, uh, I just want to say this real quick. I might have to adjust where I have the Pelicans based on the scoring system that we just came up on <laughs> with on the fly. <laughs> wow, I'm really not trying to do wow. a forfeit. <laughs> This dude does no faith. Like, yo, no. Bro, this um, dude I has mean, no faith in his team, bro. I'm disgusted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I have no just, faith in them. We don't have bro, to say this is official bro, list, so just bro, whatever you say, bro. Tom is going to – Tom can tally up and just uh, – Tom, Zion. maybe you can create shout – out, shout out to Tom, our editor. Um, Tom, maybe you can create a nice little graphic that we could post on our Twitters or something so that we could – you know, follow through um, throughout the year. All right, so I'll start off with this one. I've got the Detroit Pistons. I got the, D the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I got the Detroit Pistons as well. All right, so we're all safe on that one. Um, number 14, Orlando Magic. I have the Orlando Magic. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, spicy. Number 13, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I also have the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> I have the, the Orlando Cleveland. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so, make sure you make sure you guys change up uh, your work just a little bit, so it's not obvious that you guys copied off each other. Uh, wait, wait, I am wait, <laughs> shut up, but I am I am curious. Out of those three teams, um, do you think any could surprisingly, you know, make a little bit of a leap up yeah. into? And why is that team the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, um, come on, man. 
Uh, they got Evan Mobley. I love Jared Allen. Darius Garland's going to take a leap. That's a fact right there. I could see yeah, this guy being a 20 player. I believe player. in Darius Garland, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Sexton's going to do what Sexton does. Uh, they got Laurie now. Um, you know, they, they have talent. They it's just about figuring out everybody's fit, putting it together. Um, honestly, I might have them too low. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I might have to re revisit that. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent, you know, under there. Yeah, but the Cavs, for sure, I would say out of that list, um, I could see them, you know, making a little bit. Like, I maybe love they, Jared Allen. Yeah, it, like it, maybe they end up ten something. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm not for saying sure. Like the playoffs. Like they could, they do have talent. You know, Lowry Markinen off the bench is, uh, you know, crazy. It's a weird sight for me because at one point in time, Lowry Markinen was my self-described favorite yeah. player in the NBA. He was the franchise, bro. He was he was my franchise, and now he's he a Cavalier. My franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, mean, for sure, um, that's like that, me with Nikhil. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But um, how's he been? Uh, Nikhil. Uh, yeah, man, I love him. I think he's going to take a massive leap with Zion out. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's had two good preseason games, two bad preseason games. So you know, tonight I'm going to be on the edge of my seat trying to trying to scope game. Mm, I feel you. I mean, I'm hoping for a 20 point blowout against the 15 Detroit Pistons. I'm What's excited, going on with Colin man. Sexton, man? Colin Sexton, no contract extension um, either. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Uh, some, it seems like his stories, teammates don't like to play with him. Yeah, some of the stories that surround Sexton, they like, I don't want to say they don't make any sense, but they're like a little harsh. They're. It, they're, they're one. Colin Sexton is one of those players where it's like, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it just seems like there's smoke surrounding Colin Sexton for some reason. Um, not exactly sure exactly why. You know, like if you look at this, it's just raw stats: twenty-four point three points per game, four point four assists per game, forty-seven and a half percent shooting last year. As a twenty-two-year-old, uh, looks great, looks incredible. But for some reason, it feels like the Cavs are just not all in on him, or even half in on him. I mean, they probably just want more centers, man. You know, like they love them. They need Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. I, I know Kevin Love isn't a center, but we'll just throw him in there just for. Oh my gosh, I forgot about bit. Kevin Love. Oh God, yo, I'm not. Do they still have, my number do they twelve? Have, I'm regretting. I'm regretting my number twelve. Yeah, who you got? So, who you got? Who you got? No. <laughs> yo, switch. come on. Say it. Say it. Yeah, Toronto, yeah. What Ra is this? Toronto Raptors. That's what I have. I got. I, I got. I got. I got him at my number twelve as well. If it makes you feel. Whoa. No, no, but no, I'm not gonna lie. I, I pulled a switch on the fly. I pulled a switch on the fly. But whoa, what do y'all know that I don't? List, lists were not locked in till the end. Is my rule. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! whoa. Oh, I didn't what even you... say who I got. Um, I got the Washington Wizards. <laughs> is Mike getting mad at me? <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, yeah. I kind of expected. Yeah. I got, I got the Wizards to like win. <laughs> I got the Wizards to cheat to win. I mean, yeah, man. How? I look. I had, I had I the mean, Hornets, and I don't. They, I don't they like did. It. They did cheat to get Lonzo Ball. So, yo. I, I mean, mean Bulls whatever. fans be doing that, bro. Tampering and uh, tampering All right, with the right now. I'll stick with I'll stick with the the Charlotte Hornets at twelve if I have to. That was what you I have mean. the oh, wow. you have the Charlotte Hornets at twelve, bro. I'm putting I put I switched them with the Raptors. I have the Raptors at twelve. Okay. Uh, all right, comment section. All right, let, let all right Tom. Know if we are, no, no, no. my answer is the Raptors. I I was not biased by anything. I'm the one going first. Okay, yeah, fine, I, fine, fine. I, I got fine. the Wizards. I got the Wizards twelve. Okay, okay. I have the Wizards I'll eleven. Out. I do too. I have the Pacers. Uh, 
Man, I hope I don't regret this. I have the Pacers 11. Yeah, so my thoughts with the Pacers are, I feel like they're being, I will go down. I only have them slightly higher at, at nine, but I feel like they're being uh, slept on a bit, especially with a, you know, a nice coaching change. And, you know, it feels like that roster kind of just is getting swept under the radar. But continuing down. All right, so 11. So, okay, I had Wizards. You had Pacers, Wizards. 10. Now I have Charlotte Hornets. I have Hornets 10, too. I have the That's Pacers where, at 10. Okay. And so... Yeah. Then number nine, I have Indian Pacers. Number nine, I got uh, the Toronto Raptors. Number nine, uh, I got the Boston Celtics. Oh, oh that's wow. That's Yo, that's spicy. super spicy. Yo. No, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, so you got explanation for why. I, I think they regressed tremendously. Uh, I had a conversation with a Celtic fan in particular yesterday that just, I, I just kept looking at their roster over and over again. And I, as a result of like this heated discussion I had with a Celtic fan while I was playing, uh, while I was playing 2K last night. And bro, this team has regressed like crazy this year from last year to this year. Um, they lost Kemba Walker. They get back an aging Al Horford. They're bringing in a brand new head coach. Um, they well, lost the most Kemba important- Walker replacement is Schroeder. Uh, don't don't get, you're, bro, I'm a Laker fan. Don't get me started on Schroeder. You know they have Ennis Cantor, Josh Richardson, um, Jalen Brown. Uh, of course, Robert Marcus Smart. is going to be the health of Robert Williams is going to dictate a lot, I yeah. feel like, and the development oh. of Robert Williams. A lot of people are expecting Robert Williams to Love burst him. out and become one of those, uh, you know, uh, you know, typical successful centers in the NBA today. Um, an athletic guy that plays defense and, you know, can rim run. So we will see if that is the case. If But he is notoriously always injured. So you also have a rookie head coach. Yeah, but yeah, I'll say with that, I mean, you got a rookie head coach with, you know, a very experienced head coach looking over him still in the front office. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely correct with that. We'll see. I don't have the Celtics too far ahead. Um, wait, so my number nine was Indian Pacers. What was your scoop? Uh, I have Toronto Raptors. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so not many changes, but these small changes will definitely add yeah, up when it comes to the points. They are definitely going to add up, bro. All right, so number eight I have, and I'm sorry, but they're, they're, you're going to be mad at me, Knicks fans, but New York Knicks. Whoa! I think, Whoa! I think overachieved a bit last year and um will uh while i do believe that rj is going to have a nice and uh you know a great season i think i think he's gonna you know showcase his abilities and maybe take another step forward i just feel like the rest of the east has just gotten a lot better oh wow that's intense all right number eight who else i uh go go mike i want you to go first for this one. <laughs> <laughs> i got the charlotte hornets at number eight um, they okay. had a great, yeah, they had a great season last year. I'm expecting them to build off of it. It seems like I know it's only been preseason, but I love James Booknight. I think they made some solid offseason co- uh, contributions, and they're ready to take that next step. You know what I will say about Kelly Oubre is that Warriors fans were going 
off on how much they hate Kelly Oubre, and they, they I, I literally read a quote, a one, there was a Reddit comment that had like a hundred plus upvotes just in the Warrior subreddit, so that's a lot of upvotes for them, and it was like, if Oubre plays tonight, we lose by 20. They hate him. They they do, they do think he's just <laughs> such a ball stopper, so it'll be interesting All to right. see what he does um, on that roster. Man, I'm about to Coop get number eight. hate for this one, yo. I'm about to get, I'm about to get hate. I just got to the Chicago Bulls. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I feel That's, like if I, I feel uh, like the with the Chicago Bulls, you know, you gotta we we gotta prove it. I mean, even on my own list, I have the Bulls at six. Uh, okay. You know. So it's not that bad. That's not that bad. Wow. But I could easily wow. see them outperforming eight at this point. I, I, ah, man. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I. I mean, I could, you know, be sleeping on my own team. I feel like the Eastern Conference is so deadly Honestly, this year. I, I think so it's better talented, to sleep it's on crazy. your own team. I think it's better to sleep on your own team and let them prove it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not believing in them. I, you know, I'll be watching every single freaking game. But I just, yeah, I'd rather, I mean, uh, yeah, as as a Bulls fan, I'd rather have my hopes be surpassed than get them dashed. I have a... Um, uh... I have the Chicago so Bulls seven. on number seven. Yeah, Chicago number seven. Bulls number seven. Okay. Yeah. That's where I have the Boston Celtics. I got the Knicks seven. Okay. So we have, we, that's like the basically the same teams. All right. Well, continuing yeah. on. Number six, I have the Chicago Bulls. Um, um, I, got the, I got the Knicks. I got the Boston Celtics. Okay. okay. Wait, so you, so Coop, you still have the Knicks in top five? Oh, no. I had Knicks seven. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so our top fives are all the same. We all have Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Philly in some order. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So we, it's it's actually kind of cool because we've kind of have our own tiers here. Not really anyone has made too much of a reach, but again, these little uh, things are going to make a huge difference. Um, all right. So with for number five, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Me too. I got Philly. I got the Miami Heat. Okay, um, my explanation why Ooh. for Philly is, of course, the uncertainty surrounding them. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Ben. I'm not sure if they're going to get what value they're going to get. I'm not sure how long this is going to be a distraction. Of course, Philly could make you know a trade that could propel them to number one on this list potentially. Yeah, you know, I, I really doubt it at this point, but um, remains to be seen. Yeah, um, man. All right, all right, all right. Next, next, next. All Who right, got, so um, number four, I have Atlanta Hawks. I have the Hawks Same. four too. I Same. Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look all us, right, man. so we're all we're all consistent with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I feel like four is a good spot for the Hawks. You know, they may have been seen as overachieving last year in the playoffs, but um, again, this is a very tough, very tough top of the East. So number three, I have the Brooklyn Nets with the just based on injuries and such just based on i don't Sheesh. think they'll be playing with their full roster throughout the whole year yeah. um i i have the miami heat three okay honestly if i could re- uh, if i could redo this list i would probably put them up there but you know i already put them where i put them i'm not going to change it mid pod so uh, uh, i might have them too high bro this is crazy but you put yeah. the, you're saying heat three i'm the heat are two for me so i feel I mean, like okay that makes me feel a little better I got the Sixers <laughs> at three. 
Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So we're gonna, man. I like. I wonder how close this competition is gonna be, or maybe the West will be different. Oh maybe my we'll gosh. Have, maybe we'll have different teams in the West. Um. All right. This is definitely who do we close. All, so two out got the Heat. Two. Okay. I I have the Brooklyn Nets, and I really want to move them down, bro. I love you, Brooklyn. I'm sorry, but I don't know how I feel about Kevin Durant taking like 30 shots every night and trying to will his team to victories alongside James Harden, who looked gassed in his first game. I think they are going to sorely miss Kyrie, and uh, you know I don't want, I don't want no no injury problems or anything. But I, I think I have them too high, bro. Uh, I mean, I have the Brooklyn Nets at number two as well, and I kind of, I don't know. I feel like at some point or another, Kyrie Irving gets the jab and comes back. Like on top mm. of that, I like Steve Nash as a player. I don't think he's a good coach. I feel like this is too, like, I feel like he decided to go, like, and, uh, you know, enter coaching and just getting this Brooklyn Nets team is just on, like, Hall of Fame difficulty. You know what I mean? Like, Um, so many, uh, so many personalities to juggle, so many expectations in a large market. Like, I mean, it's coaching Kyrie in general is just that. Like, normally, you know, you would say that about, like, maybe KD because it'd be hard to, you know, coach like such a great player as Kevin Durant you know get him to listen to you just in general um nothing against KD but like just this whole Kyrie Irving drama and fiasco like yeah it must be incredibly tough for a head coach who's not as experienced like I mean it's it's rough they started a player yesterday by the name of hold on I'm pulling it up right now uh okay they actually didn't start him I think he came off the bench but I don't think Javon Carter should be in their rotation and him getting 30 minutes just kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I know the Nets have talented players and players who could fill cam. that role. Yeah, that free cam, bro. Like, what's going free on? Yeah, I feel like that was, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that that game with for the Milwaukee Bucks was a statement. Um, and that's, that, that is why I'm very happy to say that I have the Miami Heat number two. With um, my reasoning being that I feel like it's going to be a hungry Miami Heat team. Um, I think I do think that we'll see improvements from Tyler Hero. Um, Kyle Lowry obviously will bring a lot, but I just think this is going to be a hungry team with Bam and Jimmy and all them. And during the regular season, that counts for a lot. But number one, I think that I'm going with the the consistent Milwaukee Bucks. This team has been consistently great for years at this point. And again, I think they made a statement last night, man, like it's, you know, they always say it's really tough to win, um, on championship, you know, ring night when you, uh, you know, getting all that with all the emotions and everything. And you had a Brooklyn Nets team that was coming at your neck, the team that you won by in overtime in game seven of the semi Western, uh, Eastern conference semifinals, uh, where Kevin Durant, you know, his foot's not on the line. The Nets very well could, like, you know, could advance and win. And I thought that was a very tough environment for Milwaukee. But man, they looked great. Um, I I really think that they are going to win the Eastern Conference this year. And I could easily see them in the NBA Finals again, especially if this Brooklyn situation doesn't, you know, clear itself up. I have the Bucks one also. The only reason I think they might not be one is if they coast in the regular season, which I could definitely see happening because they're just so good that they know they're going to be in the big games at the end of the season. So, could happen. Uh, it could happen. Yeah, I can't see. Um, I, I don't see them coasting. Giannis is just Giannis has like a specific type of intensity that 
Man, it's just Whoa. so refreshing to see in today's NBA, you know? I don't know. To be fair, um, yeah. they did coast last regular season, which is also a reason that I brought that up. They were very experimental. They only won 46 games. They were much better than 46 games. Um, I, I definitely think that'll happen again this season. Okay, yeah. So there is our East preview. Um, yeah, last year... The top of the East was decided by three games, and the top of the West, the top two was decided by one game. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I feel like the East is going to be really close again, just like it was last year. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, all right, heading over to the Western Conference, maybe we will have more of a switch up on this one. So uh, I, I like what we're doing here. Um, Number 15, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm not really sure if I love it at all, but... I love it. I feel like there's 15. Okay, yeah. you, you both agree? Yeah. I, give them, yeah. I give them like 15 games before, even if they're winning, they just start shipping off guys like, oh, you're yeah. not supposed to be doing that? Get the fuck out of here. My only, of course, thing is, that, you know, Shea and like, you know, he's actually an established, very good player near all-star level talent. But I just feel like the rest of that roster is lacking a lot. Like, you know, draft picks can't play games. And um, the Houston, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are still in a complete, complete rebuilding phase. Um, anyone else have anything to say about the Thunder? Um, I just love what they do. Uh, you know, they build up players. And once they build them up, they trade them. Like, <laughs> it's foolproof. It's like a uh, 2K. <laughs> if you started, so they're, they're straight up 2K, playing my league. Get the yeah. number one pick every year, <laughs> but, and then they don't pan out quite the way you want. They're not perfect, so you trade them for the next year's number one pick. All right, uh, uh, my my, so, num my number one contender of uh, getting his stock built up and trade in the middle of the season this year is Derek Favors. <laughs> I expect him to get. Um, I'm, off at I'm some interested point. to see Poku this year. Uh, I want to see some uh, improvements from yeah, him. Yeah, I, I like Poku, and I like Darius Baisley. Okay, cool. So there you go, Oklahoma City Thunder fans. We will, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but number 14, Houston Rockets for me. Got San Antonio. Same. I got I got San Antonio. Okay, I I see where like where San Antonio definitely is coming from. I just feel like, I mean, I feel like Pop is just gonna win games where he shouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the only explanation I have. Pop's going to have another season shooting the least threes in the NBA or being near the bottom. So I, I don't know, man. But you're right. He will. He, that is He's Pop. just a competitive coach. You know, like when it comes down to the end of the season or where it's those games are supposed to be like gimmies against the bad teams that are tanking. I don't know if Pop is going to have it in his competitive nature to full on tank. So um, we will see. Uh, with that said, I guess that means I'm a little disrespectful here because I, I should have. Uh, I feel like I should have uh, moved the Spurs up here, but I will go with my original list. And I do have um, the Zion news is unsettling, and I have the New Orleans Pelicans at oh number my 13. God. <laughs> Yo, bro. you're wild, bro. If the, if, the wow. Pelicans, if the Pelicans don't have Zion God. for a while, like it's looking, like they're, they're going to get in a hole without, fast. They're a good team without Zion, bro. They have I mean, talent right, without we'll Zion. I wish I could oh, put the Spurs here. This is Trust such me. Your reasoning could, is so bad. I wish I could put the Spurs here. How is my reasoning so bad? 
because they have talent outside of Zion. Better than the 13th seed, especially. I said I wish I could put them at, you know, 12. Could. You didn't. I wish I could go back, but I, I oh. can't. So but I'm you said done. you cheated earlier. Why, why not cheat? All right, fine. Teams? I put San Antonio Spurs 13, Pelicans 12. Tom, lock it in. Oh, it's so much better, but... Uh. Pelicans right, fans, I'm fighting for us, bro. I'm fighting. For All right, us, so man. I have the, fine. Then I have the Spurs 13, and then I have the Pelicans 12. Who do you guys have? Um, I have the Rockets 13. I have the Rockets 13. All right, then 12. Uh, the Kings. Pelicans freaking. I I have uh, the Kings 12 too. I think they have the potential to outperform. Um, so you have the Kings spot. 11. Bro, I think the Kings have so. Their, their backcourt just has too much talent, in my opinion. I think Halliburton is, like, so slept on. If you watch him play, I'm not going to say... I can't say what I was going to say. I'm going to get too much hate. Um, now, say it. Say it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. too much hate, man. Uh, he, he's got a little he's got a little curry to his game to me. That's all I'm going to say, man. I like Halliburton that, a lot. That's a statement. Okay. I, I like Halliburton a lot. You know, high hopes for him. High hopes for him. I like Halliburton a lot as well. I don't really get see the Steph comp but um. well no don't, it's not a full-on comp it's just like some of the ways that he creates separation and how fast he gets some of his three-pointers off is unbelievably impressive um I've watched his season highlights I watch a lot of Kings games he's so crafty and it's like uncanny how well he gets to the basket too I like I like Halliburton I'm not saying he's like Steph Curry or going to be the next Curry but with some of his shot creation, I do see some similarities to the way Curry gets some shots off. I mean, he could take a leap. We will certainly I, see. I, I, I'm all in on the Halliburton leap. Um, yeah, I, I also agree. I think Halliburton will take a leap, too. I think that backcourt is solid. I think there's a reason that the Kings, you know, have made him untouchable for sure. I mean, they, you know, they see him more than anyone else. And, um, you know, he's just been he's been a great draft pick for them. Love his game. Continuing so on. So for number 11, I have the Sacramento Kings there. Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves as well. Yes. Okay, so I have Minnesota a bit up at number six. No, no, no. no. Um, I was about to say Pelicans like this. No, I yeah. Okay, so continuing um, ten, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I also have the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I have the New Orleans Pelicans at ten. Okay, so. My thoughts with Memphis are I also think that they could potentially move up here. Um, I think 10 might be on the low side for them um, with their with a healthy jaw and Jaron Jackson Jr. We'll see. I, I agree with you, but um, I think they're going to miss Valanciunas a lot. And that's yeah. also why I have the Pelicans rated way higher than, well, I guess not way higher, but higher than both of you guys. Um, I think at times Valanciunas was the best player for them or maybe – that's crazy. I'm not going to say that. The set, he, he was definitely the second best player for them. And, uh, you know, against the Utah Jazz, I thought he looked really good. And they would have got blown out in a lot of those games versus them. Um, I, I just, I, I'm all in on Val, bro. I like them. I like them a lot. Okay. I would like to make it clear again. This whole Zion situation is in my head. I honestly, I, it seems really bad to me. So, I mean, I think like. Uh, again, there's no clear end in sight to it. That is what has me at with the Pelicans at 12. But yeah. So, um, all right. So 10, I had Memphis, and number nine, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. There, I have the Portland Trailblazers. I have the Portland Trailblazers as well. 
They got okay. worse, and they have a brand new head coach. Like I don't see them improving. Yeah, and there's a little bit all. of controversy surrounding Chauncey too. So, uh, like, oh uh, yeah, that controversial story that came out about him. Yeah, um, we'll see. One hundred percent could happen. Uh, with Minnesota, I just feel like with a healthy cat uh, and with D'Lo and all them, I feel like. I mean, this is just the the put up or shut up season. If this doesn't work out, I don't really know what happens with Cat's future and with everything going on there. Because if I was Carl Anthony Towns and we were not at least somewhat near the playoffs at this point, you know, I might be forcing my way out. But um, at number eight, I did have the Portland Trailblazers, but I can definitely see your guys' points being made. What do you guys have? Um, what, are you, what are you thinking right now, Mike? I got the L.A. Clippers. Wow. Yeah, man. That's that's dense. Yo. Really? I don't, I them I don't seven. think it's Whoa, yeah. really? Oh, well, I mean I have them 6, but I mean 8 like Kawhi's they look, out. They look good yeah, without out. Kawhi. They look I good without know. Kawhi in the playoffs. Yeah, but there's a lot of talent. There's too much talent. Yeah, it's not oh, like the man. Clippers are bad. It's just like everyone else is really good. Like I mean, I respect it. I guess I'm just higher on the and i think lose a good coach I, I guess i'm just higher on the clippers than you guys and i think some of those guys take a step forward i think we're going to see another former I, I think we're going to see playoff reggie jackson throughout the season you know um well if that's uh, the case he got freaking underpaid <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah I, I, yeah I wanted him i wanted the pelicans to go out and get reggie jackson i might have rather reggie over Devonte graham but you know the past the past we will see we'll see yeah. it's regular I like, season i like now, Devontae, you know? though i like Devonte too all of um, our answers yeah. are about to be all of our questions are about to be answered. Um, We're on so eight, you, right? Have? We're uh, on eight. Yeah, I got the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, and I, you know, let's pray that um, Zion does have a dietitian yeah. coming. Um, um that, that's that's assuming Zion misses. I'm not really factoring Zion into my decision. That's assuming he misses a good chunk of games. I think Nikhil takes a step forward. I think Trey Murphy's a great rookie. I like Najee. I like some of the depth pieces that we have, and I think Valanciunas is a tank. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I like my, I like my, we colleagues. will see. Um, could, could cost you a forfeit. It could cost me a forfeit. You know, we, that's a, that's a difference maker. That's four spots. Okay. So, uh, number seven, uh, I do have the Los Angeles Clippers. I have the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, Memphis. So what's, what's your reasoning, uh, with Memphis being at seven? I mean, I just think John Moran takes another step forward this year. Um, I uh, I see him and Jaron Jackson Jr. taking it another step this year. Just their development in general. That, that's pretty much the basis of my argument. I just see John and Jaron uh, taking another step um, forward this year. I'd also like to add in Dylan Brooks is really underrated. Um, phenomenal player. Any team, any team would love to have him. Um, Steve, that being Steve said, I... Steven Adams is a presence uh, is a presence down low. I don't know about all that, but I I think he's a good fit alongside Jim Jackson. I would say he fits better 100% with this roster than with oh 100%. There's there's no question. There's no question. But uh, and I would say the center position in the NBA is probably the one where like the fit matters the most at this point. Well, my my big issue specific talents. One of the issues with Steven Adams that's not going away is the guy can't defend the pick and roll for his life. Um, it's like he plays with ankle weights, and uh, also he's not a good rim protector. Uh, he could defend the post, but uh, if you're looking for rim protecting, he's he's not really going to give you that. At least he didn't with the New Orleans Pelicans. So, 
I would just like to point out that I just, I mean, the Bulls game is about to start at 7 o'clock. Um, and uh, the spread for the Bulls is only minus five. That's scaring me. But um, only five points against the Pistons. But yeah, um, so I mean, you watch Steven Adams closer. You watch Steven Adams closer than anyone. I haven't had a full season watching him as like a fan. So um, it'll be interesting. Honestly, if he beasts, then I just I I'm gonna have no hope for the Pelicans because obviously, like we're just. Like yeah, that would, that would suck. Yeah. That, that would suck. All right, well, for six, and um, for six, I have the Dallas Mavericks. I really am. I feel like, wow. again, you know, this is another season. This is another, like, really big season um, in terms of, you know, Minnesota's big for Cat. This is going to be big for Luka, I feel like, going forward. I feel you, like Dallas at six. I mean, we'll see you think Jason they got Kidd. better? I, um... I no. feel like I I feel like I liked you know uh, their one addition of whoever they added Moses Brown Reggie Bullock right you like Reggie I mean I liked him he's, he's okay I like that addition <laughs> right. and I like that addition but more so I like everything that I've been hearing from Luca and KP um, and from Dallas I feel like I've only been hearing positive things coming out of that I don't situation. Jason Kidd, and I think there's a legit chance that they start two bigs once KP is healthy. I don't like that. Their obsession with playing big is kind of disgusting. But, um, you know, when people zig, you zag, right? So, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think they... I think they improved tremendously. This roster is completely remade from the ground up. Uh, you know, adding uh, my man Moses Brown out of my alma mater, UCLA. Um, of course, adding a former lottery pick in uh, Frank Nilakina. It's going to make all the difference. And uh, I, you I ask feel, Knicks I, fans, that's right. Are I you? feel like, uh, you know, Jason Kidd, a Hall of Fame resume as a uh, player and not a head coach. Um I think this team is definitely going to marginally improve as a result. Wow. Of so you have marginal- them at six? I have them at six, yeah. And by the way, I was being okay. 100% sarcastic. They barely made it. Oh, okay. Any okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you were like, look at me. I'm like, this, I'm like is Coop getting this? Is, of course, Luca. <laughs> no, no, Luca, yeah. And maybe, like, there's some hope. They could go up if Jason Kidd somehow figures out a way to get KP more involved. And I think there is a chance that he could figure that out more, believe it or not. Call me crazy. I think there's a chance. I could be wrong. It's um, happened. I mean, Teams, like head coaches have failed yeah, and failed and you never you know, know. found success. It's happened. Yeah, this could be, I mean, this, this sounds like a problem that Jason Kidd could fix. I mean, he has, I'm not, he had a similar to, to a point similar type of uh, play style to Luka Doncic when he, w- I mean, minus the shooting, but in terms of the playmaking and the creating. So I feel like creating opportunities for Kristaps Porzingis is something that he could um, figure I, out. I think, I think him and Luka are going to clash, and I think it's going to get ugly. So it'll be interesting. KP because, or I Jason mean, this Kidd? This could be, this could be a, a Neil mover. You know, you could end up winning yeah. the whole thing with this. Wait, but who, all right, so who, who do you have at six? Who was it? Um, I have the Clippers. Okay, the Clippers, Clippers are six. Okay. okay. Yeah. Who do you have higher that I so don't have? T- so we're Confused. in our top five, gentlemen. We're okay. in our top five, Number gentlemen. five, Los Angeles Lakers. What? Yo! <laughs> are you kidding me? 
What? What Yo. are you talking about? They're, Bro, not, you they're think... a playoff. They're a playoff Yo. team. I'm not like ranking them fifth. I'm ranking them fifth in the standings. Yo. You're saying fifth in the West. <laughs> One, two, is... three, four, five. They came in seventh last year. What's what's so crazy? Yo. What is they were so hurt. crazy? They were hurt last year. Bro, okay, they've got a bunch of old guys this year. They're playing for the playoffs. I have them fifth. Yo, That's un you nuts. think the Lakers are playing bro, for the bro, playoffs? They're, 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 uh, ahead of them, I have the Nuggets, Warriors, Jazz, and Suns. This, I, those this, are all great teams. This cannot be Mike Corzamba from the What If videos, bro. Like, give me the real Mike Corzamba. <laughs> no, I mean, you like, never know. So, I mean, bro, I'm, I'm excited to see. You never know. It's uh, you never know. I feel like it's you not. You never know. Like, like, weird things happen, Um, you know. Uh, I feel like the season. Jazz and Suns are going to be continue to be yeah. regular. I mean, to be fair, houses. if you said if you said the Lakers were seven, were going to be seven last year, everybody would have called you crazy. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this one, Kristen. But you know, it's bold. I like it. I just feel like I just feel like you know, eighty-two game season. Freaking Anthony Davis gets hurt every year. LeBron's going to be sitting out games. I mean, the whole Man. the whole the whole idea behind the Lakers being able to finish better than the regular season was based on Russell Westbrook, which we haven't seen proof that that's going to work out yet. So I feel like five is fair. Well, to be fair, I think it works a lot better if Anthony Davis or Bron do go down. I think Westbrook steps into a bigger role and he's able to keep that ball rolling a little bit. But you know, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I like. It. I, I think like then it. The, you know, big. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I just would rather have Nuggets, Warriors, Jazz, or Suns for the regular yeah. season. Okay. Okay. Uh, did Mike? Say who he had fifth? No. Uh, the Golden State Warriors. I respect it. I have the Utah I mean, Jazz at number five. Whoa! whoa. See, that, I think that's. I think they're yeah. just I, such I, I, a they, regular uh, season juggernaut. They are. Yeah. They are. They are. I. Uh, I actually like their team. Um, man, honestly, you know, looking back at it, I probably swapped them in the Nuggets, but you know, here we are. Um, you never know. Uh, if you want to swap them, go ahead because I've oh, I can swap them. All right, go uh, ahead. But I do like the Nuggets too. Yeah, I'll swap the Jazz and the Nuggets. I'll swap the Jazz and the Nuggets. Let me. Let All right, me so you have the Nuggets at number five. Yeah, I have the Nuggets clear. five. I have the Nuggets five. Okay, so I have the Nuggets at number four, right, right around that area. Um, of course, if Jamal Murray was healthy, I would. I think I would. I, I would. I might have went went all the way number one. Honestly, if they if Jamal Murray was healthy, I think that team is just lethal. But he's not. So number four sounds good. Yeah. I, I um, got the go for it, Coop. I got the Jazz at four. Okay, all right. You already gave like an explanation. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got the Phoenix Suns at number four. Um, if this DeAndre Ayton drama drags on, mm, could get a little uh, funky. The West is they, where this is going to be decided. Oh I will say that. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. Have this. All right. Yeah. Um, it could get a it could get a little bit murky if uh, the DeAndre Ayton drama gets worse um chris ball's getting older but you know they're still competitive I have them at number four okay um all right number three golden state warriors for me Dang it, um, i just i feel like you know this team with steph i mean what we saw last night just like they just look phenomenal they look much improved from last season already. We haven't seen Wiseman yet. We haven't seen Clay yet, of course. I mean, I just think the Warriors have nothing, nowhere to go but up. And they're a team that's going to be trying all regular season for sure. They took no breaks last year. So Warriors number three. I agree. I got the Los Angeles Lakers at number three. Oh, my goodness. You know, like, uh, I think they're going to be competitive. There's going to be some games that Braun, like, sits out that I feel like Russell Westbrook could just step up and uh, kind of, 
at least offensively, fill the role that he uh, that LeBron James give uh, plays in terms of playmaking and running the offense. And then uh, there might be some injuries down the line, but for the most part, I see them in the top three. I just want to say that um, my list is going to be amazing or go terribly because I think it, it deviates a little too much. No, dude, this for- is hard. Trust, trust. I, I'm with you, man. This is hard. It's hard to pick the <laughs> standings. It's very difficult. Oh my gosh, I'm actually so like nervous three? now. Um, I who's had the Warriors. Three? I had the Warriors. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, who's your number two? I've I got the, the Suns. I got the Suns. Wow, after okay. Denver Nuggets. Okay. Ooh. And then number one, I have the Suns. I have the Los Angeles Lakers finishing one. I like it a little bit. You have more faith in my team than I do. Yeah, that's that's when I knew I made a mistake, honestly. <laughs> when I had the Lakers above you, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Quaid goes to Lakers, then, then Mike, then me. Yeah. I, I could be that's, wrong, that's man. Where, like. That's I, I, you know, I could be wrong. Um, I had the highest just, finish for the Bulls. Cooper had the highest finish for the Pelicans. It's just like historically, like <laughs> yo, yeah. What does that say about you? What does that say about like, you, Mike? His, historically, just LeBron James's teams aren't necessarily known for being like regular season juggernauts. You know, like usually they might take a step back, like. Uh, in the standings in the regular season and then just dominate come playoff time. But then you have teams like the Utah Jazz and Denver and the Denver Nuggets that are like absolute demons during the regular season. So, yeah, I just and for the Phoenix Suns, number one, um, I, I mean, I have Jazz number two. I just think, again, yeah, regular season, just juggernaut. Um, I think that will continue. But I just think I have the Jazz a little bit ahead of them because uh they're an nba finals team so they got that experience they got that experience of beating a bunch of teams and you know um gaining a lot of confidence in themselves but they still have a lot to prove they still of course want to go back to the finals and win a championship um that team's going to be incredibly hungry with chris paul in his last uh few seasons you know fueling the fire i don't think the deandre aiden thing is going to affect their on-court play i think it's probably going to be more of a situation where you know it's awkward for management and him but i think in terms of the coaching staff and in terms of the players i'm sure they're all on board with deandre with him getting paid and you know they want him to get paid so i'm not too concerned with the chemistry all right, right, so all right, so who are your six? So let's get to the awards. Oh yeah, yeah. about that. The yeah, awards. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's go. Um, let's start from uh, sixth man. We got to make wait, these I, like five points wait, each. We got to do six man. Wait, actually, give me. I didn't do six man. Wait, give me a second. Uh, Dude's I gonna put like Kobe White. I'm saying sixth man odds. All right, <laughs> talk about five. cheating, bro. Okay. Um. Honestly, okay, all right. Uh, yep, I will go with um. Wait, is he gonna be six? The sixth man, though. I don't know. I don't see that. Okay, I'm gonna go with Joe Ingles. Oh, okay. Um, I think I think it came down to Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson last year, and I think this year it goes the opposite way to Joe Joe Ingles. I, I don't see that, but you know that was the voting, was it not? He came, I think he oh, was third. I mean, you probably have a good point. I just don't. See, I'm saying I just don't see Joe Ingles being six man of the year. But you never know. You never know. So I'm open. Who do you have, Mike? I think I just threw. I got Derrick <laughs> Rose. You think so? You have Derrick Rose. 
I got Derek Rose. Yeah. That. Why do Why do you think you threw Krizimba? <laughs> I don't know. I just like. I mean, it, like maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to like outsmart myself. Like, you might you know, be like, like I just like, can't. maybe I should have just taken Jordan Clarkson. I was like thinking about Jordan. Clarkson. I feel like, I was, like for six man of the year, like you kind of have to be a chucker. Like I don't see Joe Ingles coming in and just chucking. He shoots yeah, like good shots. Like, yeah. However, maybe again, maybe the Jazz just have an incredible season, and this time That's it's Joe true. Ingles' turn. That's maybe true. it's I, his time it's turn. Have you seen Jordan Clarkson, bro? He doesn't. He does. He there's no shot he doesn't like. Like, um, but yeah, the thing uh, is, possible. I my other explanation that of course you know I just picked this like live. <laughs> you guys watched me. My other explanation that ran through my head as I was picking it was that Jordan Clarkson, I feel like, had a very good strong. Uh, first half of the year and he kind of tailed off towards the end oh okay um, that's actually a good explanation i have uh we're talking about six man dang i had like three people um 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 uh is tyler hero starting no right yeah see that's the thing one of the and the odds tyrese halliburton was fifth i mean like, uh, i didn't know he wasn't starting tyler hero is listed as on this as as not starting he's listed as like the candidate number 10 okay um i'll take i'll take he i'll take tyler hero okay so no one took clarkson so i don't feel too bad i when if he wins because at least i didn't lose uh, so the odds yeah. actually went jordan clarkson kevin herter patty mills uh, joe ingles oh, i had patty too i was thinking patty man Corey Pat Drogic <laughs> is our right. Corey Drogic? wait tell me how all right Tyrese Halliburton, the, these people have the same odds. Tyrese Halliburton, Goran Dragic, Kobe White, and Derrick Rose. I change I it. I Derek want Patty. Rose would be up there. Give me Patty. I want Patty. <laughs> so, so what about most improved player? Um, ooh, I got it. Uh, Jordan Poole. Why can't I pick two people? Damn, that's a safe. That's so safe. Um, I, that's the one. Like I gotta. You know. That's yeah. I feel like that's, you gotta. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a great I pick. Like I'm mad. It's so good. All right, go, uh, Flat Mike. Who you got? Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Ooh, ooh KPJ. It's pretty bold. That's ooh, nice. I got. I'm I'm stuck between Nikhil Alexander Walker and Tyrese Halliburton. I'm going to go with Nikhil Alexander Walker. I like it. it. I feel like just a preseason narrative has been created around Jordan Poole, and now I'll just I'll, I'm just going with him because I feel like it's his award to lose. Headed into the season, who we'll won see. most improved last season? Um, Julius Randle. Oh, okay, fair, fair, fair. However, about- other than that, you know, most improved award has actually uh, basically been like a springboard to NBA stardom. If you look yeah. at it, so there's a true. lot of heavy hitters like Giannis and Paul George, and there's a lot of guys on that list that win most improved. Um, but yeah, continuing on, uh. I mean, you know, if Jordan Poole continues to play the way he played in the preseason uh, and, you know, puts up around 20, he's going to definitely have the lights on him, you know, playing next to Steph and the Warriors on a great team, I think. So uh, I yeah, can see it such happening. Such a good pick. Such a good pick. I hope. I mean, you're hyping it up now, but who knows? No, I love that knows. pick. If I, I just don't want to copy your pick. Like, if you didn't pick Poole, I'm picking Poole. Oh, damn. I squeaked in there. Then it was yeah. I just shouted. All right. Well, continue on. I'll, I'll keep going first then. Um, just to keep it consistent, uh, defensive player of the year or wait, a coach of the year. Um, did do you guys have a coach of the year? Yeah, I didn't put a, I didn't put a coach of the year, but I could pick one now. Yeah, okay. off the head, don't even put I, a lot of thought into it. Just yeah, go. don't even yeah. Don't, don't even look at like uh, standing. Look, he's, he's doing research right now. He's cheating. 
My coach of the year. Look at his eyes. I have Monty Williams. Look at his eyes. Look at us, Looking at the teams. I'm just looking at the teams that I picked. Okay, okay. Yo, nah, you I'm put too research. much thought into this. Okay, I have, right, so, all right, I have Michael Malone. Wait, I have so Michael my, Malone. Mine is, Malone? Uh, okay. Okay, I have Monty Williams with the thought process that they have a similarly great season and that he wins it this year when he came in second last year. Um, Dang, I had Monty. I'm going to change myself. You can keep Monty. Like, I don't want it. It's not fun, bro. All right, give me Quinn Snyder. Okay, I was gonna Quinn Snyder nice. actually has better odds than Monty looking at this. I, li I like um, Quinn Snyder a lot more. I'm actually going to change mine to Quinn Whoa! Snyder. Oh, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. You know, who, guess who the favorite for coach of the year actually is? Willie Green. Nah, it's Steve Nash. Whoa, that's Steve actually. Steve Nash. Yeah, I'll take the, can I like bet that yeah, he's bet not going to get it? Yeah, fade, is that a thing? Fade him. Ben, is is it possible to do that? Eric Spolster is number two. Billy Donovan, number three. What? Damn, that would suck if Billy Donovan won and I was like, no. Nah. Oh, All right. Um, it would suck if your team was, was succeeding. At, wow. Yeah, the Bulls are, well, yeah, that's the thing is like either I'm right with the Bulls being six or whatever, but if I'm wrong and like the Bulls are the third seed and Billy Donovan Bro, wins coach of the year, Vegas then knows, I'll just be happy. Vegas knows too much. Like they're too close. That makes me think that I definitely have the Bulls too low. That's why I'm scared that the Pistons and Bulls spread is only five points without what? Cade Cunningham. That's it's, it's a weird world. spread. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, continuing on, so we we I could go watch that Bulls Pistons game. Um, all right. So we've got defensive player of the player year or rookie of the year. year. What do you want to do first? Uh, oh, defense player of the year. Rookie of the year. Oh, defensive player of the year. I have yeah. Giannis. That's a good choice. I have Giannis because I think so. My thought process is that he's going to have a monster season, but he will, will not win MVP because he already has two. I think that might eliminate him in the eyes of some voters, at, like historically, kind of like a you know that. But I think he wins Defensive Player of the Year instead. That's the narrative I've created in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I like it. I fuck with it, bro. Uh, who you got, um, Flight Mike? I got Anthony Davis. Oh my gosh! I don't want to change my AD pick. No, you don't have to. I, <laughs> you I had a feeling you the same guy. Yeah, I, I had um, a feeling you'd actually pick Anthony Davis as well. You don't have to change it. I'm all in on AD this season. Like I'm too, I'm too in to be a Pelicans fan. Um, yeah, okay, screw come it. On I'm over, give me bro. AD too. Come on over. I can't change. Come this on one. over. I can't change there's, this one. All right, cool. Bro, cool. We, we, uh, there's space for you on the Laker bandwagon. <sighs> I wonder we'll what's up. Uh, I wonder what's up for that one. Yo, Lakers um, fans, would you, as would you guys take the, me? <laughs> yeah, maybe you Which might have you to. Yeah, I mean, you went number one, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they definitely will take you. All right, so continuing on. Um, all right, well, what's your thought process between AD, real quick, you guys for? Um, oh, um, easy. The Lakers perimeter defenders, um, a lot of them just aren't very good. Um, they got guys that like to take plays off. I'm not naming nobody. I'm not even on that type of time. Um, and uh, I, I think AD is one of the best safety nets in the league. I think he gets you blocks, steals. Uh, I think without Anthony Davis, the Lakers defense would actually be pretty bad. And um, I think Vogel's specialty is the defensive side of the basketball. So all these things lining up, AD looks in great shape. Give me AD. Fair, but you want to talk about Vegas knowing? 
So right now, currently, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, and Giannis are tied for fourth with uh, Defensive Player of the Year odds headed into the season. For some reason, tied for first, we have Rudy Gobert and who? Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. I saw that. Ben wow. Simmons. Oh, man. Wow. That's yes. a, that is very What do they know that I don't? See, that's that to me is very scary. What do they know that I don't? Because how how would he be tied for first um, with his current situation? It seems like he has no shot. But yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we're down to our final two awards, and we have Rookie of the Year. Where I'm gonna go with Cade Cunningham. I'm going with Cade. I'm going with Cade. I'm going with Cade as well. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me Josh Giddy. Give me, give me Josh Giddy, rookie of the year. Whoa! Oh my God. Okay. Josh Giddy, Roy. If you believe in that one, you should bet it because uh, Josh Giddy is currently thirty to one to win rookie of the year. Yo, what? <laughs> yeah. That might be the worst. <laughs> He's very down there. I want no. I wanted to say Jalen Green, but you know Jaylen they have Green's so many three to one. He's they have so many scores in Houston, bro. That's like what, I, I, that's my like yeah. That was my thought process between like okay, do I want Kate or Jalen or something? I feel like Jalen Suggs could be interesting, but again, yeah, they got too. They have a lot of guards. I feel like Kate is gonna. Um, you know, with a, the NBA offense, I feel like you know he's gonna put up numbers. I feel like, yeah, I feel like opportunity is so big for Rookie of the Year, and hopefully, absolutely, the give Giddy the opportunity to shine. He looks so good in the preseason, bro. Yeah, Giddy. Yeah, um, just makes really you suck that Giddy he, uh, for his game, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Giddy. Giddy makes me Giddy for the Rookie of the Year to be Cade and for you to lose. Oh four my points. gosh, bro. <laughs> Yo, make the forfeit. Make the forfeit light. Like chat comments. Make no, the forfeit something light. Forfeit. It's like a whole season long. No, nah, fuck that. Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Make the forfeit light, bro. Yeah, all right. man. it could be um, a good one. It could be. Okay, MVP. This is a really tough one, and I am gonna go with Luka Doncic. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, ooh. Ooh. I'll go so, with the favorite. I went with the favorite. You, um, you think you think they're gonna change the way they select the award, or you see them averaging a triple double, or you see the Mavs finishing really high in the Western Conference? I well, I have the Mavs six. I feel like um, around that top six, I feel like the standings are gonna be pretty close, um, at least in the three to six range. I am just assuming, and I feel like Luca is going to just continue to have a spectacular season. With the potential to potentially, you know, maybe him and KP play better and they do get into that top four. But just looking at everyone else that is like an MVP favorite or around there, I just feel like Luka is my choice. I mean, my number two would have been um, Steph. Oh, that's I love Steph. I love Steph. I love the selection of Steph. Who, who are you who are you feeling, Fly Mike? Kevin Durant. Oh, if. Ooh. I mean, if if the Nets That's, make it to number got the two, health with factor. The, I mean, yeah, but if the Nets make it to number two, you know, like KD's gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of stat padding. You saw in, um, you saw him actually uh, dishing assists when Kyrie Irving went down. More, uh, not saying that he, that's not in his game, but like more potential for stat padding. Better storyline with uh, Kyrie not getting the jab and Kevin Durant having to do all the heavy lifting. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if Harden was to win it, but I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. 
Wow. So no love to Jokic and Bede, who would have won. We're not, not showing them love. We're just picking one guy. No, but you don't understand like how I'm using love here. Like you're not. That's what I mean. Like you're not selecting Embiid or Jokic. That's what I mean by no love. Um, well, Jokic. If Jokic wins back to back MVPs, suddenly. So, like again, I in my head, the NBA is very uh, the NBA MVP is very storyline based because it has been, of course, in the past. Yeah. And so, like for Jokic could, to win back to back MVPs, that's putting him in historical that's air. Facts, that's facts. And but it could happen. It could happen. It could Embiid, happen. Though, yeah, it would be crazy. I mean, Jokic is that type of talent. But, but Embiid, though, like. I mean, I could see the narrative forming where, you know, he leads a broken down 76ers team to a, to a pretty good record. And all of a sudden, you know, remember, he was going to be MVP last season. Probably Is that who you're choosing? Down. I, I, it's between Embiid and Braun. I don't want to go too too far in on the Lakers. So give me a beat. Sure. Give me a beat. All right. I like that. I like it. I actually um, like that. Yeah, I actually like that. All right, guys. All right. So there are our picks. That was super fun. I hope that. In the future, we could do something like this live because it would be really cool to see your guys, you know, chats and interaction as we do it. Remember, we need a forfeit. So come up with a good one, possibly, please, because we have not been able to come up with one. Um, or honestly, ours have been a little too extreme. So <laughs> yeah. What's wrong on top with of going that, to Waffle House for 24 hours and vlogging your experience. I, I like, like Waffle House. Do Yo, because I, I just it, don't want to be there for 24 I, hours. It's so long. I'll be in Waffle House for 24 four hours. Well, the That's the forfeit I want to win. What if you set up just a streaming setup in there? Just we'll start recording your YouTube videos in that yeah. Waffle House. Like, oh my God. let us also know your picks for all of the awards. And also be sure to give us some would you rathers that you would like to see us discuss on the podcast. We're talking a lot more IRL coming soon. Podcast is going to be really fun, guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys. Uh, subscribe, turn on post notifications, and it's going to be a great season, baby. Hopefully, as I turn this off, the Bulls are winning.